This podcast covers subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences, especially young children. In this episode of Biosivu with Duno Nabartu, we speak about specific things like leadership, kindness, and community. It was a very enriching conversation, and I really enjoyed it, and I know you will too. So Beauty Boat is a podcast that focuses on creating a safe space to have creative conversations about sexual health and healthy living. This is your host, Louisa Yates. Welcome. In this episode, I'll be interviewing Dununa Bakduk about community. Every member in society plays an important role in our communities, and we're here to look into what it means to be a leader and how community members can successfully play their roles in supporting growth and safe communities. Hi, Duno. Good morning. Welcome to Beauty Root. Thank you, Luisa. I know you're a very busy person and you have many, many hats to wear, to say the least. Um, but let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Can you introduce yourself? My name is Duno Napatok. I'm the mayor of Kujuak. I'm also a member of the Executive Committee of Karibik Regional Government. So you know a lot about what it means to be in a community and I guess you see it from the outside looking in because uh, everyone has different levels and they have their different roles and everyone uh, co contributes, right? So it's kind of like what makes the world go round? Well, with this position and my involvement with KRG, um, I have seen a lot of things in very different ways, uh, very globally, like from almost like from the outside, but deeply in this well too. But for as long as I can remember, I've tried to be involved at the community level. Ever since I was young, it's like, I have to be involved in the community. That's always, that's something that I've always done. Passion, compassion, empathy. Caring. Caring. Um, that's one of the things that my mother taught me the most is you have to care about others. You have to care about people, whatever their situation, whatever their background, whatever, how people, how we may judge them, mm -hmm. you have to care about others. I love that. And I think that's something that, um, that, that's an important role that parents can play in teaching their children how to be responsible community members. She never really told me in words, but she was my role model. And she, I watched her, um, growing up and how she was around people and how she loved and how she treated people. And just by looking at her, I learned very early, firsthand, like this is a very important part of being um, an Inuk or a human being or a person is you have to care about others. Actions can speak louder than words. And that's, uh, that's one of the biggest challenges we have is... Uh, we have so many meetings, so many workshops, so many conferences. We hear a lot of words, but when it comes time to do something, that's one of the biggest challenges, not just as an Inukor from Nunavik, but any person can have is you have to step up. What is it like being a mayor? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love this job. I really do enjoy this job. Um, I, I remember the first day when I sat on this chair the feeling, the emotion of all the experiences I've gone through as a professional, as a person, they all just 
came down all at once. It's hard to explain and maybe hard to believe. But the moment I sat on this chair, it was like, I, if I knew and it felt that I was prepared, I was being prepared my whole life to take on this job. And it's, it's not easy. Um, It has great challenges, great responsibilities. But at the end of the day, I'm still able to say, wow, this, this job is amazing. It's a lot of fun. So I know that we talked about different roles in the community and you talked about how you can identify it. Like, I'm sure as a mayor, you think about all the technicalities of things like, okay, well, we need to make sure that the water trucks and sewage trucks are running fine. Like, these are all the technical things. But how would you define different community roles? Like, I know that we have... uh, the police have a responsibility to serve and protect. Uh, the nurses are there, but how do you see it through a leader's eyes? Like, how does it work for you? I learned very quickly. Um, my first role is to administer the community in terms in, in the technical parts, such as water service, sewage, the roads, the snow clearing, making sure the town is in is in good shape, and they and the employees are. Uh, know what their roles are. Um, the technical part to administer the community um, is there, and it's pretty straightforward. You just got to make sure that the services are being done. And if it's not, you find ways to fix it. Um, as I was um, coming along with this job, I learned that there's a very important part about being a mayor, an Inuk mayor in an Inu community in the region of Nunavik. We have to be social mayors. We have to be completely involved in the social part of the community. It's something you just can't ignore. It's, it's First of all, it's within us as Inuit to have to look after each other. That's how we survive with these thousands of years as a, as a, as a culture. Um, and then when I had that thought, it came to me as like other big, other big uh, cities like Montreal or Quebec or Trois-Rivières, those mayors don't necessarily have to deal with the social aspects of their, of their community, but they have such important responsibilities to administer their, their cities and their towns. So, um, and, and I'm sure to a certain extent they, they try to get involved, but for us it comes, in Nunavik, for us it comes with the, it's part of the job to be socially involved, to be socially uh, adept in the challenges that we have, but also to make sure that um, we find solutions to the challenges that we have. We have, as a mayor in Nunavik, we have to be involved. I love that <clears throat> you mentioned that aspect of it because, um, you know, Inuit are always so socially involved with each other and. I never really thought about it on the more broad broad spectrum where, you know, in metropolises, you know, you don't see the mayors having to take part in advocating on behalf of, you know, their culture or their race. So I think that's a, an amazing responsibility. It, it has to come with a job. It's something any mayor that takes on a position in one of the communities has to, uh, it's easily 50% of the job is to be socially and culturally involved. 
What can people do to be more productive in their community roles? Um, as elected members, we have a certain role to, and we have certain responsibilities in decision making, but there comes a point where we don't have all the answers as mayors, as councillors, as uh, landholding uh, committee members. Getting feedback from individuals is so important. Um, I'm not able to be in every part of the town with every different levels of challenges, whether it be uh, road conditions, snow clearing, um, loose dogs, um, water services, uh, social issues and social challenges. So getting a visit from the uh, a community member is always very refreshing. I do get those visits. I, and when they come here to my office and talk to me about their opinion, I find it very refreshing because um, on the subject that they're talking about, I had my own view, but it comes from another person, another perspective, and it's refreshing. And it, challenges me to think about it, uh, a certain issue in a different way. So getting involved is the straightforward answer. But in terms of the social challenges we have in our communities, our history, knowing our history has to be the next, um, next hurdle. Not hurdle. I don't want to call it a hurdle. It's a, it's a subject that we need to get to know. Where do we come from as an Inuk, as Inuit of Nunavik? What is our history? We can't deny that the way our life has changed, and it has changed dramatically very quickly. My The best way I love saying this is my mom was born in an igloo, and here I am. I have my my Android and my kids have their iPods and that's just within one generation. But there are things that have happened in the past that totally changed our beliefs, our traditions, our way of life, education, um, having to live in a monetary system, all those things have affected us. But there's also deeper things that we really need to look at and start facing if we want to go to that next step as a, as a community and to be involved in the community. And those are very important issues, uh, social issues that we need to go out in the open and start talking about and start fearing, to stop fearing to talk about them, such as uh, sexual abuse is one of the biggest hurdles that we have as a community, as a region, as Inuit of Nunavik. Definitely. And I liked how you talked about it on an individual level because um, it's, if you look at it, and you, you mentioned it, in just one generation this happened, and our resources to get to know our history are starting to become very limited. So to have an individual go and look in, to their own family history is also very empowering. And it's also very eye-opening because they can start to identify more and pinpoint some of their issues and maybe start to address them. Um, I really liked how you were also talking about how your mother taught you by her actions. And I think these are all very important individual lessons that uh, our listeners can start to do and use um, within their own powers. So. As Nunavik is always growing and Inuit and non-Inuit alike are starting to multiply in big numbers because uh, 
we're growing, we need more services, we need more resources. Uh, what can we do to strengthen our relationships amongst each other? Between uh, cultures? Not just between cultures. Or oh, between individuals, I guess. Yeah, and, and maybe between cultures. I'm interested to hear that from you too. Um, respect is uh, the base and the foundation. Um, as an Inuk, and I love the word Eskimo. Um, a lot of people don't like the word Eskimo. Uh, they get offended by it, but it's the truth. And it's one thing that we're so most proud of. As Inuit, we're raw meat eaters. And we just, it's, it's in our DNA. It's something that you just can't change. So I love that word. But to be an Inuk and as an Eskimo, we really need to understand our, our, res- our history and our recent history how things have started to change it's something that just starts becoming an eye-opening any cult, any individual any person whatever their cultural background tradition um, race one of the biggest questions that each person will ask who am i where do i come from um who am i and one of the best ways to understand is, is to learn your history and who your people were and how, how their lifestyles and beliefs and traditions and cultural values were. Once you start dwelling into that, it's a nice journey to have. It's an important journey to have. Whoever you are, wherever you may be, you need to know, you have to go through that journey of finding out who you are, what your past is as a culture especially if you are a minority such as the Inuit. Um, the world is changing fast, in a, it, it, and it's astounding how fast it's changing. In a world like this, you have to know your cultural background, what the values were, what the way of life was, what the challenges were, and how uh, children were brought up. And once you start going on that journey, it's just... It, it adds on to the foundation and the experience that you have as a person. Um, it gives you a lot more confidence. Like you, you proudly come out and say, well, I'm an Inuk and I have a rich history of three, 4,000 years and they lived in a harsh environment and they survived just so that I can live today. Mm-hmm. They, my ancestors worked very hard to survive in the most harshest environment that you can imagine and they survived and they did it just so that I can live and when, when that moment dawns on you and you have that understanding it first of all gives you a lot of confidence but it also makes you understand that you have a certain amount of personal responsibility to keep going and to work hard to become a better person. But in terms of cultures, um, between cultures... I brought that up because I'm sure that, especially in your position, you you realize that, you know, Inuit aren't um, always able to fulfill all the services and resources that is needed in the community. So we often do bring a lot of um, non-Inuit to come in and strengthen our services. So I know that there's kind of this taboo that Inuit and non-Inuit have um, against each other, and they don't mix as often. And I think it's 
because they're a little bit, you know, scared of the unknown almost. But what's your opinion on that? Like, what can we do to strengthen that tie? Because well, they're all we're all one community, and we all need to work together. I'm going to use myself as an example. You just have to be open to everyone. You have to be open and curious of who the other person is. Um, I've made it a point to, I mean, when I see an individual, it's like I try to, when I interact with them and we're meeting, them, like, who are you, where do you come from, and what are you doing here? But I say it, I say it in, a, in a very respectful manner. Mm-hmm. And once you get to know their background a little bit and why they are here, it's like, okay, well, welcome and let's work together. We have to work together. I'm your resource person. I'm a service provider, and I'm uh, I have needs in my community. Let's work together. Where whatever your background is, um, we also kind of need to understand that people from the south who come here to work, they they have different reasons, but a lot of them come here because they are very interested about the Arctic, about the North, about Nunavik, about the Inuit. They come here and they're very curious. People from the rest of the world have always been curious about the Inuit. When they were in school, when they were kids, maybe they had a relative that worked up North, they become very curious. So when they have an opportunity to come here, they get those types of personalities really get to know the community members, the Inuit. And the interaction that happens is always very important. But that's really, at this point, it's really besides the point. It's, we have to respect each other. You have to have that common respect for the other person. Um, for the non-Inuit that come up here, they have to have that respect of, we are home. We have our beliefs, we have our lifestyle, we have our challenges. And we have our personalities as well, too. And they have to learn to respect that. I like that because do you have any words of encouragement for our listeners out there and what what they can do to help themselves um, become more um, positive community members, um, active community members, accepting community members, um, and what they can do for themselves to strengthen their own families and as an Inuk, we have to find a way to to find the pain and deal with that pain and stop ignoring that pain and stop being in denial. When, an, when, an, when a person um, has been hurt, whether they've been abused or whether they've been neglected or they, whether they've uh, um, been hurt by another person, what if they've lost a loved one, um, whether it's from suicide or in a traumatic way, we get hurt, it becomes painful. And we need to find a way to deal with that. We need to find a way to talk about it. We just can't pretend that it's not hurting us. Um, we. We have to stop denying that when someone passes away, it affects you. When someone passes away in a very traumatic way, whether it be suicide or by accident or alcohol was related, it hurts you even more. And it's very, very, 
it becomes it, it, it makes it very difficult to deal with. So you need to find that help. Um, my parents' generation went through a very traumatic event. Um, events in many ways. Their parents as well too. My grandparents' generation. My grandparents, the way they understood for thousands of years, it was passed on from one generation to the next. You teach your son how to hunt. You teach your daughter how to sew. You teach your son how to um, treat animals with respect. You teach your daughter how to uh, tend an igloo or a tent. But they did it through actions, mm -hmm. by watching the children learn how, what their responsibilities were. When the school system came in, that responsibility was taken away. And it was uh, Jack and Jill and Jane and books that came into our lives. And it wasn't about hunting and how to tend an animal, how to look after an equal, how to care for a child. It, it was books and math and numbers and it was a system, it was a place where you couldn't even be taught your own language. Um, as a society, that was a very traumatic event because it changed the way a child was taught to be an Inuk. Mm -hmm. It was that right was taken away from the grasp of my grand grandparents, and my parents grew up in a very different system. That has an effect on. <coughs> that has an effect on, on who we are today. I love education. Education is extremely important. We have to get as many as young Inuit into the education system so that they can graduate and live in this reality we have right now. But we cannot deny our past that we went through many changes. Another example is the dog slaughter. The role and responsibilities, the structure of a family was defined over 3,000 years and it was changed in one year when the government decided that they were going to get rid of the dogs. They had their reasons. We know some of them. But it changed the role and responsibility and the family structure by taking away one of the most important things a man, an Inuk man, needed to look after his wife and his children. When that dog was killed, the man had no more means to provide. And he had no choice to settle down in one place, in one spot. And he had to learn to live with that. So He had to learn how to redefine himself as a man. And a lot of us um, lost that sense. And it's one of the challenges we have as a society. So that's why it was, I said it was so important to learn your recent history and your history as an individual, as, a, as an Inuk, as an Eskimo. Um, because those um, moments in our society defined us who we are now. Mm -hmm. But now as an individual in 2018, as an Inuk, the pain and suffering that each of us have gone through are overwhelming in so many ways. And one of the best ways we try to deal with that and, um, is we deny and we ignore and we try not to, and we try to hide what we're feeling and the pain that we've gone through. Those has to come out. Mm -hmm. And each person has to find a way to start talking about, I went through this, 
and this hurt me, and it was very painful, and I'm very angry. And it's a moment um, at one point where you have to decide, okay, I have to do something about my life. I, something needs to change. I can't go on living like this for myself, for my spouse, and for my children, and for my community. And only when an, a person makes that choice and decision and starts going on that journey of redefining themselves and dealing with the pain and suffering that they've gone through in their lives, it's at that point of dealing with their issues it's at that point where they really become a community member and they become really involved mm -hmm. and they want to help and they want to support and they want to say and they want to give feedback and they want to take action and they want to um, be involved with the process of the community. Um, we're so... We're dealing with so much things in our face that we don't get a chance to deal with the bigger picture. And the bigger picture may be the community. And when an individual gets over that point of, okay, I'm going to deal with my stuff, with my shit, and I'm going to get help, and I'm going to stop drinking, and I'm going to stop taking drugs, and I'm going to get counseling. It takes time, but once a person takes that moment, they start seeing the bigger picture and they start seeing the community part of being involved. And that's when um, more people will, will become more involved in town hall meetings, in uh, uh, community meetings, in community gatherings. Uh, but it's, it, it's a journey that starts from one person. I like that. I know that <clears throat> on Busey Vote we are able to uh, talk about so many different kind of social issues and we also have the opportunity to highlight a lot of the different um, social apps. We have a lot of social apps. We have a lot about uh, a lot to be proud about. You know, I love being in a I love the land. I find, you know, we're such a dynamic culture and we are able to adapt to any situation really quick. Um, I'd like to thank you for this interview. I think that we were able to, you know, talk about what's really happening in the communities and what's really needed at, at all levels, at the technical level, at the social level, on the individual level, I think that um, all of these are geared towards a better future. And, you know, you really hit the nail on the head when you said that it's up to the individual to take on their own challenges. Um, as hard as it may be, it's a necessity. But also in Busevut tradition, um, after speaking about really heavy things and uh, talking about all these things, we're often left kind of not heavy, maybe a little bit refreshed, but also heavy-minded. So in Beauty Wood tradition, I have a question for you. Do you have a favorite sexy song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 
Wait, what, what era are you from? Let me ask you that. I, am, I grew up with Led Zeppelin. Okay. I love Led Zeppelin. Uh, CCR. Uh, John Fogart is one of my favorite. But I've, uh, I grew up with Metallica as well, too. So my ranges of music is everything. I, uh, I, at one point, I did listen to opera, but it didn't last too wow. long. <laughs> 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 one of my favorite albums is Metallica when they're playing with Symphony, San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. Okay. I mean, those, I, I don't know how they managed to do it, but they put those. So my ranges of songs and types is is everywhere. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't know who I, I don't I don't remember who sings this, but when you asked me that for whatever reason, the first song that came, the first song I don't even know the same name of the song, but it just popped in and automatically and said, I like to do it, do it. I like to do it, do it. That one, I don't know why. But that's not, the one. I like to move it. Yeah, that one, that <laughs> one. But for me, it was I like to do it. Do well, you're talking about sex, so that's that's the one. That, and in those words, that's what came out. I like, oh. I like to do it. Do it. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate this, and uh, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. All right, so that's uh, Lucy Yates and Dunanda Bartuk talking about community component on Beusivut. Make sure you check our Checkup Project Facebook page and you can see um, different resources for uh, some of the different things that we talked about in this interview about uh, looking for counseling, looking for help within your community, within your region. We also have resources to different uh, phone lines if you're feeling that you may be at risk of um, possibly hurting yourself or somebody else. Uh, we all have those important resources on our Facebook page. Uh, you can also message us at any time and we'll be able to help you out. So thank you again, Duno. Lisa, it was my pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Let's continue this discussion online on the Checkup Project Facebook page. This week we want to hear from you. What is the role that you see yourself playing in your community? And also, make sure you tag a leader that inspires you. Thanks for being with us. Pusevit is financed by the Nunavik Regional Board of Health and Social Services. Thanks to our host Louisa Yates and co-host Anuti Johnston, to Twin Flames and to Beatrice Dearban for the music, Audio Z and Derek Taguna for mixing and editing, 32 Mars for the production, and Véronique Morin, Maxime Lamoureux, and Isabelle Grignon-Franc from the public health team for content and coordination. Thanks to our special guest, Tununa Partuk. Mostly thanks to you, our listeners. 